Welcome to Move Forward Radio, a show featuring interviews with physical therapists and other healthcare experts. This program is brought to you by MoveForwardPT.com, the official consumer information website of the American Physical Therapy Association. Learn how physical therapists can help people of all ages and abilities reduce pain and improve and restore motion to achieve long-term quality of life at MoveForwardPT.com. Welcome to Move Forward Radio. I'm Jason Bellamy. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention estimates that 25% of people may develop hip osteoarthritis by age 85. But an increasing number of Americans aren't waiting that long to address painful hip joints. As you'll hear in today's interview with physical therapist Mary Miladonis, total hip replacement is growing in popularity to meet the needs of an aging baby boomer population. In this episode, Miladonis describes the symptoms that might lead to total hip replacement surgery, and she takes us through the recovery process after surgery. As always, a reminder that information from our guest is for informational purposes only and shouldn't be used as a substitute for individual treatment by a medical professional. With that, here's our interview with physical therapist Mary Miladonis. Mary, let's start with how common hip replacement surgery is. Is this something that's growing in popularity? Oh, my gosh, yes. Uh, Hip replacement surgery is identified as a rapidly growing procedure. By 2030, it's been identified that it will grow 174%. Together, knee replacement surgery and hip replacement surgery, by the year 2030, there will be over 4 million procedures a year. So the procedure is very successful. Uh, The baby boomer generation is more active and wants more of an active lifestyle that includes high levels of exercise and sports activities. Right. So you identified some of the reasons why it is so popular, essentially because it works and because the population needs it. What are the basics of how the procedure works? So if somebody gets a hip replacement, what's really happening? What is a hip replacement at its essence? You know, most patients expect when they go to hip replacement that they do it because they want an improved quality of life. And their quality of life is hampered because they have hip pain or they have difficulty walking. It's important for people to understand not to wait too long before they have the procedure because waiting too long may require additional surgery and additional precautions after the surgery takes place. So right now, It's critical for patients, if they think they want to go to surgery, to go to a preoperative education class. And in that class, they get a lot of information about the types of procedures, what will happen afterwards, safe movement, medications, and wound care, to help prepare them so that they can prepare their home for the procedure. The average length of stay for a hip replacement, 2005, was about 4.2 days, according to the National Hospital Discharge Survey on total hip replacements. The nuts and bolts of the procedure, the the components themselves are made up of metal alloys and high-grade plastics, and over the past half century, there have been many advances and design advancements that make it a very successful procedure with great long-term outcomes. Many surgeons have different approaches, different incisions, depending on what an individual patient needs. And those different approaches and different incisions means there's different precautions that go along with the surgery. And so all those different procedures, does that include replacing essentially the ball and the socket, or is it always just one part? How severe could the surgery be in terms of the the amount of the hip that's being replaced? 
a total hip replacement surgery means that both the hip socket and the ball of the hip are replaced. Some surgeons have scaled back to only replacing parts, so they may just replace a socket or the head, but a total hip replacement surgery means that both the head and the socket are replaced. The new hip socket in the surgery, the socket is prepared or a new one is inserted by a surgeon. And then also the surgeon prepares the femur bone by cleaning out or hollowing out the inside of the femur to prepare it for a new stem that they insert. Both are implanted securely and aligned so that they fit together well and there's good mechanics of the joint before everything is sewn back together. Is there a vast difference in recovery time for someone who has, say, a total hip replacement versus somebody who only, as you said, sort of has part of the hip replaced, or at that point, because the surgery is so significant, is the recovery time essentially the same? Again, it depends on the procedure and that's done. It depends on the person who comes to surgery and how much arthritis is in the joint, what the type of bone stock that they have, and all feeds into the recovery process, that patient's age feeds into the recovery process. And so those factors coupled together determine how long precautions are placed on person after the surgery. Certainly the less invasive procedures get quicker recovery time. There are some programs within the United States that have rapid recovery programs, so they really try to get people back to full strength at quicker periods of time by giving managing their pain more effectively and efficiently. You mentioned arthritis. Is that one of the common reasons for the procedure, and, and what would some of the other reasons be? Absolutely. Arthritis is the number one reason for having the procedure. Some people have the procedure because of a trauma. Usually people who go for an elective hip replacement usually go because they have an arthritic condition. And then, you know, you mentioned the, the importance of not waiting too long to have the surgery. So if I have an arthritic hip, would I necessarily know that? I mean, what would be the, the early indicator signs that I might be a candidate for hip replacement surgery, either because of arthritis-specific, or what would other symptoms be that suggest I might want to get an evaluation to consider a hip replacement? Having pain in your groin or in the front of your leg or um, along the side of your leg is all indications that you may have a hip problem. Having pain as well as having difficulty walking, going up and down stairs, getting in and out of a chair, getting in and out of the car, having what we call functional problems, that you have difficulty getting dressed in the morning because you have difficulty lifting your hip. All of those may be indications that you're having a problem with your hip and would suggest that you have your hip evaluated and decide, is it time for me to have surgery or is it time for me to see a physical therapist that can help me with my strength and mobility? If someone has hip replacement surgery, give me a sense of what the recovery process is like and how physical therapy is involved in that process. Physical therapy is essential in the process so someone can regain their ability to walk without a limp and without a cane. And most patients may benefit from seeing their physical therapist not only in the hospital, but perhaps while they're in the recovery process at home, and then three months, six months, and one year after they have the surgery. And the physical therapist would be there to help them improve their ability to walk smoothly and quickly and 
to do that without a limp and with, without using a cane. So, again, I think it would benefit them to, they've had pain for a long time, and seeing a physical therapist three months, six months, and one year after the procedure may help get them back to walking without a cane and with no pain. And the check-ins are there for sort of reevaluation, right, to make sure uh, that there's not only progress but potentially not creating bad habits? Yes, great question. People develop bad habits when they've been in pain for a long period of time before surgery. There's a concert of activity around the pelvis and the hip that happens so that you can have a smooth walking pattern. And so physical therapists help the muscles around the back, the abdomen, the core muscles, the hip muscles to work in concert to get you back to the smooth walking pattern that you want. Is it realistic to expect improved mobility from where they were before or at the time that someone has hip replacement surgery? Is it it a matter of just eliminating pain and not regressing any more than someone has? I mean, someone who has a hip problem, could they get hip replacement surgery and effectively be able to walk farther than they could before the surgery? Most people that go for hip replacement surgery have the best outcomes if they go because they're having problems walking in addition to pain. So people absolutely have better walking ability, better function after hip replacement surgery, and also have drastically improved pain after the surgery as well. You mentioned a while back learning about how to avoid risks of hip dislocation after the surgery. Is that a short-term concern, or is that a kind of a long-term potential side effect with hip replacements? You know, the dislocation problem depends on the patient, the type of condition that the patient's in when they go to surgery. It depends on the surgical incisions that are made during the procedure. Some surgical incisions have less dislocation problems. However, those incisions may have more pain after surgery versus other surgical incisions have less pain but more chance of dislocation. So in terms of the length of time that somebody has to be on hip replacement precautions, again, it depends on the patient and it depends on the surgical incision. Hopefully, most of the soft tissues have healed within three to six months and depending on the patient and the surgical incision, some of the precautions can come off. This might sound like a silly question, but I'm sure it's a question that people have. Obviously, if somebody gets hip replacement surgery, they're trying to eliminate pain probably. So in that sense, you're hoping that your new hip feels different. Beyond that, though, does an artificial hip feel different inside of the body than the natural hip? If I had my right hip replaced, is it going to feel different than the left side of my body? And is that a problem for patients, or is it just something they get used to? You know, it feels different from several different perspectives, and the major benefit of the surgery is just their pain is gone. And so they feel like they have a wonderful new hip because their pain is gone. From another perspective, it feels a little bit different because the muscles around the hip, it takes time for those to regain strength, regain stability so that they can get their normal walking pattern back. So from a a pain perspective, it feels wonderful. It just may take a little bit of time for those muscles around the hip to get the right balance of strength and stability, not only the hip, but also the hip is connected to the pelvis, and the muscles around the pelvis and low back need to, to change a bit to get the strength and stability to get, again, the right walking pattern back. And so take me through the physical therapy a little bit more specifically. 
So if, if someone has had the surgery, what will their physical therapy include to get them back to walking, to regain strength? What might those exercises or activities look like? Right. So after immediately in the hospital, you start some real gentle isometric exercises with the hip muscles, the muscles of the thigh to get those muscles working again, and then you change to exercises to help do more active mobility exercises so you can move actively. And then as you move from an acute phase of rehabilitation, which is the first couple of weeks after the surgery to um, a couple months after the surgery, so a subacute phase of healing, you'd be able to do more exercises that would involve strengthening, perhaps with some TheraBand, perhaps with some light weights to improve the strength of your hip muscles, the strength of your core stabilization muscles so that you can get back walking. So you mentioned previously the signs that someone may eventually be a candidate for hip replacement surgery. Beyond that, if, if someone's starting to notice a problem with their hip, I guess at the most basic level, are there certain warning signs or maybe even exercises they should try to sort of self-evaluate, you know, do I have a hip problem or not? Is this serious or not? Is this passing or not? You know, all those things that people do to try and decide, is this really something I need to take seriously? What are kind of those indicators or, t- or tests someone could do at home to, to be on the lookout for a problem? I think patients, again, come to a decision to have hip replacement surgery because their quality of life is just not what they want it to be. They're not able to do the things that they enjoy in life. They're not able to be with the friends that they enjoy, that they feel that, you know, I just I have a hard time getting out of the car. I have a hard time going out and being with my friends. I have a hard time playing golf. I have a hard time playing tennis. And the the other key signs, physical signs, are just the intense pain in your groin area, in the front of your thigh, in the side of your thigh, that the pain is really a limiting factor, that you cannot participate in going out with friends and family because the pain in your hip is holding you back. And so you have to sit in the car or sit on a side bench while everyone else can go out and enjoy themselves. So I think the quality of life is huge in making a decision. And so ultimately, this is a quality of life enhancing procedure. So as you could say that about any kind of procedure that's out there, but this is really about getting beyond those barriers that in past generations could hold somebody back for decades. Uh, Does that that sound right? Absolutely. Being able to be with your friends and family is a major part of life for older adults, and it's all about what's important in life, and friends and family are important, so quality of life and being engaged, these are activities that are important. And being with friends and family is critical. Excellent. Mary Miladonis, thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. I'm glad I could be here. You can learn more about osteoarthritis of the hip and total hip replacement surgery at MoveForwardPT.com, where you can also listen to past episodes of Move Forward Radio. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest at MoveForwardPT. I'm Jason Bellamy. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Move Forward Radio. Insight from our guests is for informational purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for individual treatment by a medical professional. Learn more about how a physical therapist can help you and find a physical therapist in your area at moveforwardpt.com. For an archive of past episodes, visit moveforwardpt.com radio.